This is Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Life's hard and you don't need to go through it alone. Together, we're going to find God's direction for living. To join the conversation, call 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Now, live from the studios of WDCX, here's your host, Linda Penn. Hey, welcome to Today's Living Hope. We're so glad that you stopped by and I know this weather is changing and we are so thankful for what God has given us and don't know what you've experienced this week. Some of you are just very thankful and God is blessing and others of you are struggling and maybe have some things in your lives. And I want you to know that God is with you. God is good. God has answers for us. He has answers through the person of Jesus Christ and the Word of God. So wherever you are today, whether you're struggling, whether things are, seem to be going well, just know that He is there all the time. And His sovereignty and His omnipotence, He's in all time and space. And I want you to know, even though it doesn't feel like it, I want you to know His presence there. His presence is also inside of us when we know Jesus and we have accepted him and he comes into our heart and we know him in a very real, real way. Been looking at some Bible studies, been searching in my own heart and trying to go deeper in the word of God and just knowing that no matter where we are, he will meet us where we are and he will take us where we need to go. After, I don't know, let's see, maybe 40 some years of walking with him and they keep increasing. As I look back, he's never failed me. He's ev never not answered me. It's maybe taken a while or maybe you've had to wait or maybe I had to learn something um, or he need to reveal something to me. But I want you to know he is there. That's what today's Living Hope is about. It's about facing the reality of today and knowing the truth and then applying that scripture and taking us where we need to go in that solidness and that depth and that breadth of what it means to be a Christian. It's not just head knowledge. We're trying to push into our hearts and then walk it out by following the rules. It's about that revelation of it coming into us and it's in our DNA and then it comes out in our lifestyle, in our voice, in our study, in our priorities. Because you know, religion is the search to get to God and to do enough to be accepted and maybe even try to earn our way to salvation. But that's religion. That's not a personal relationship with Jesus. A personal relationship with Jesus is one that God is coming after us. And because the Holy Spirit is in us, we seek him. We want to know him. We want to be blessed by him. We want to know his, his words. We want to apply the revelation of that knowing and that um, acknowledging. And it comes into our hearts and to our, the soul level. And then it becomes we are searching and God is pouring. See, the direction has changed. When it's religion, we have to go after God, looking for the wrong things, trying to get to him. When we know him and it's a relationship, because we want to know him, he pours in us and he gives us a hunger to know him, to walk with him, to be with him, to be with other believers. That's why we go to church. I have, I hope for you, a really good program, two hours for this day 
And we're going to start off with Jim Walton, and we're going to talk about, well, how do you do that depth and breadth and foundation? Because I'm hearing people saying, I'm floundering. There's got to be more. I feel like my faith has been shaken. And how am I going to be sustaining grace, having that sustaining grace and an enabling faith? Well, we're going to talk about a word, but it means so much more than what the word says because it scares more, more, most people. Um, the word is theology. But it really is a stronger walk, a foundation of revelation of knowing who he is, how he is, why he is, and where he wants to impact our hearts and give us that security, that hope, that revelation that gives us peace of mind so we're not afraid and we're not worried. So Jim Walton is on our first hour. At 2 o'clock, it's going to be Rob, Palaz- Rob, I'm sorry, Rob Palazunski of Absolute Truth and Prophecy Ministry. And you always know he keeps us current in current events, but he also packages it as he reveals it out of the scripture of what's going on. And then my last half hour is Dominic Zaccarelli, and he recently took a road trip. And I'm telling you the things that God had taught him on a road trip on how we are to be sustained in Christ is going to be something you're going to want to hear from the 2.30 to 3 today. So we're going to open up our program with just some prayer as we kick in for our two hours of today's Living Hope. Father, I'm so thankful that we can come to you. So thankful for our listeners. Lord, I just pray as we do this program that you are honored you are glorified you are revealed and that we can talk to each other as we talk to our guests and we talk through this microphone to listeners as if we're sitting around a table and understanding more of christ and his in-depth i know all of us out there need more hope all of us need to be deeper with him all of us need to know that you are there in the presence of everything that happens. There isn't a thing that doesn't happen, Lord, that you're not aware of. So, Lord, I just pray that you will just be in this program through these speakers, anoint our voice, use the Holy Spirit to teach and reach and to give hope, give realization, give truth, give reality that you are real and that your son who died on the cross for our sins is the only way to get to God. And that that spirit will teach us, will mold us, will correct us, will reveal to us, will give us hope, give us peace, give us satisfaction, give us contentment. Maybe you're looking for contentment today. So Lord, just meet us where we are and take us where we need to go. In Jesus' name. Hey, we're going to step aside for that first break, and then we'll be right back with Jim Walton. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes, and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners 
not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. Ephesians 3.17, I am rooted and grounded in love because Christ dwells within me. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn each Saturday. Welcome back. So glad that you are with us today. And uh, hey, my guest today is Jim Walton um, from The Third Choice. And you know him well. He's been on many, many times. And um, we've just been talking uh, as friends and we talk from time to time and discuss a lot of things. And one of the topics that came up, um, because we're always interested in how to help people, meet them where they are, take them where they need to go, help them have the depth and breadth, and actually understand as we grew up on our Christian walk, what did we struggle with as new believers and trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together and understand the fullness of Christ and not doubt him and not waver, but having a foundation that is so strong that every time we learn something spiritually, it just adds to this beautiful puzzle of us walking in transformation uh, in the relationship with Jesus Christ called Christianity. So, um, Jim, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Linda. I'm <laughs> awfully glad to be here again. It's always nice to be here with you. And we always have a lot of fun. We, we discuss do. a lot of things and ask each, each other questions. And um, we kind of came upon, upon this topic because um, we've kind of been sensing Something's missing in what we're hearing for people as we watch people grow and mature. And then it started just to really relate to us as we began our walks early in life in our earlier ages, how we were um, taught these things about theology or helping to put the pieces together and realizing where where is theology now and where are the pieces Right. We've been talking about this for a long time, Linda, because we've talked about oh. how the church has been lacking um, in some of the same kind of biblical teaching that we they had when we were children. The kinds of things we learned when we were growing up about how to study the Bible and studying the Bible itself was just a whole different scenario than what's happening now. And so we've talked about how people nowadays don't seem to know their Bible as well as people in the church used to and we've added to that and saying you know their theological education is pretty much non-existent and so that's what we wanted to talk about today is theology you know what it, what is it and why is it important and you know how how does the church fit into this and how can parents do this at home those are the things we want to talk about today because it seems to be just missing in so many quarters of church life you know and it seems dry it seems like that's a big word, like it says it's going to be boring. And let me tell you, you and I both agree, this is far from boring. This oh, is Oh, yeah, there's nothing boring. There's only it's only boring if you have a boring book or a boring teacher. But the subject itself is not boring. And we don't have a boring teacher either. <laughs> well, but let's let's talk about, first of all, you know, what even is theology? Uh, obviously, at its root, theology is the study of God. You know, it's the two words together, theos and logos, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. theology, the study of God, just like biology is the study of life. 
geology is the study of earth, right? So theology is the study of God. But rather than it be some, some as you said, dry and technical kind of thing, you know, it's far more than just a study of God. Uh, when you read a book about systematic theology, it has many subjects in there, a, a theology of Jesus, a theology of the Holy Spirit, a theology of the church, of angels, of salvation, of the end times. You know, all of these are what we call theologies. And so it's basically, when we come right down to it, theology is basically the ground of everything we believe. It's like the we're building a house and it has to be the footers. It has to be the beginning of the beginning, because by the time we get to the second and third floor, without this basis, it's going to crumble. Well, Something's going to fall apart. I, I like that, but I prefer a slightly different analogy, okay. where Jesus is the foundation, what? Jesus is the footers, but theology is all of the two-by-fours and all of the electrical work and all of the plumbing. and all The theology is all of the skeleton of the whole building. After you've got the skeleton all together, then you can put on the sheetrock and you can put on the siding outside and then you can decorate the house. But you've got to have that skeleton that's built on the foundation is Jesus Christ. The the studs, the plumbing, the electric, that's all the theology and it's where our beliefs and our discipleship are all fleshed out in real life, real life. And that, to me, that is, I have the four cornerstones, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and here's Linda Penn, who knows Jesus. Around that is what you're talking about to and bring and start to bring that in. So then I understand when I'm being discipled and I'm, I'm being taught by prayer, the attributes and things like that, that's adding to all the things that's already there with theology to make us a solid, solid Christian person. Right. Theology is the structure of what we believe. If we take all the pieces, you know, that this Bible verse says this, this Bible verse says that, mm -hmm. this Bible verse helps me understand this about God. This, if we take all those pieces and put them together, that's what we call theology. Mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of the way we we put it in categories that help us understand what we believe. For instance, you know, let's just talk about, you know, th if theology is what we believe, mm -hmm. and it's all the skeletons and the, the uh, electrical and the plumbing. For instance, what do you believe about salvation? How does a person get saved? That's theology. You know, that we are saved by the atoning blood of Christ by grace through faith. That's theology. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't find all of that in one verse. Obviously, Philippians 2.8 gets close, but you don't find all of that in one verse. It takes a Bible study from this verse and a Bible study from that verse, one from this verse and that verse, and puts it together to tell us we are saved by the atoning blood of Christ by grace through faith. Theology tells us what sin is. Sin is defined in many different ways throughout the Bible. And when we pull those all together so that we have some kind of real understanding and a thorough understanding of what sin is, that's theology. See, theology tells us who God is because you won't get all that out of one verse. Theology tells us who Jesus is and what he does for us. You won't get all of that out of one verse. You have to put pictures together to come up with what the puzzle is all so about. So that's what people are saying when we believe in the whole council. 
of God, in the word of God. It's all those things, not picking out one verse or whatever, but it is a lifetime of learning and knowing and understanding who God is. And yet there is a basis and a, that we need from the very beginning to be able to build that on to make it a safe whole place for us to have understanding. Yes, and it is the whole counsel of God. You know, we learn from Genesis 1 that God is a creator. We learn from John 1 that God is the word. We learn from Hebrews 1 that that Jesus was not mm-hmm. a prop, not just a prophet, not not even he, he's not an angel, he's not a prophet. Jesus is the prophet, priest and king, the divine son of God. We learn that because that's theology. What do you understand about the Holy Spirit? Who's the Holy Spirit? How does he work? How does he work in your life? How does he come into you? Does he stay there? See, those are all theological questions. And what is his use if he's inside my, my life? If he, if he comes in and he seals me, in which I have salvation, a lot of people um, in teaching Bible and, and classes, when we get to the Holy Spirit, they just don't know who he is Well, and what he does. And you can't just take one verse no. and have that picture. You have to take... You know, there's all kinds of pictures of the Holy Spirit from John chapter 14, John chapter 16. We get the uh, Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. We get the Acts of the Holy Spirit, which is basically the <laughs> book of Acts. We call it the Acts of the Apostles, but it should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul teaches us about the Spirit in Galatians. He teaches us about the Spirit in Romans. Theology takes all those pieces and puts them together for us. See, theology is what we believe, and that's why it's so important. If you just read one verse about the Holy Spirit, that's Bible study, and that's good. But you don't really understand the Holy Spirit until you do theology, right? And bring everything together. And we actually study different ways. We start out with the basics in discipleship. We may take a class on prayer or the attributes and things like that. And we may take, you know, the latest uh, thing on, on a theme or something like that. And that's good stuff. And then we have to get to studying a book of the Bible. That's good to do, too, and to get the whole, whole flow, flow of what an author is saying. And how, but um, that's Bible study. Exegetically, God has exegetically? put it together. Exegetically. <laughs> yeah. My interpreter here. Um, <laughs> yes, how he puts it together and how we need to understand it. And I don't know about you, but isn't it exciting? I just can't wait after even 44-some years of knowing Christ to learn the next thing that he wants to show me that he's adding on to all of the theology that I already know. It is very exciting, you know, uh, because uh, you've, you've pictured it perfectly there that, you know, we do keep adding to our theological understanding. But I wanted to, you know, I have a quote from A.W. Tozer mm-hmm. who says, what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. The history of mankind will probably show that no people has ever risen above its religion. And man's spiritual history will positively demonstrate that no religion has ever been greater than its idea of God. That's theology. See, that's what we're talking about, what theology is. When you have a question, was that God's hand? Did God do that? Was that the Holy Spirit in me? See, it's your theology that answers that question for you. And I think when we have been brought up in a, quote, religion, we have put boundaries around that and haven't seen the greater picture because it's in the relationship of Jesus Christ to know who our God is through the Holy Spirit, not religion of rules and regulations and how we're supposed to act. That's a good way to put it. You know, theology gives us this bigger picture, right? 
Okay. The- theology is the bigger picture. It's it's the whole framework that all of this fits into. I so. really like your your when you have a question, did God do that? It really it's your theology that answers the question for you. I love that. Right. You it, cannot make this up. <laughs> whatever your theological understanding is, is the direction your mind will go in. What, whatever comes to your mind when you think about God is going to be what guides the decisions you make in life and what kind of person you're going to be. I mean, that is critical to our Christianity. So if the church, and we'll talk about the church later in the show, if the church has not been dealing properly and responsibly by teaching theology in the churches, that is affecting the way people live out their Christianity. True, so true. We just talked about what is theology. When we come back from our break, we're going to answer the question, why is theology then so really important anyway? Hopefully Uh I've given hints to that, so don't go away. There's a lot more to say. Okay, we have a lot more to say. Hey, if you're wanting to turn your life around and have better health, there's no other better place to go who has the patience, the time, the know-how, the experience, and the results than Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. We'll be right back. For years, you've been suffering with health problems. You've seen one doctor after another, but your symptoms haven't gone away. It's time to seek a natural solution. When the right combination of natural health therapies and whole food supplements join forces, you have Synergy. Hi, I'm Jimmy, founder and owner of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness here in Western New York. At Synergy, we teach our patients how to thrive holistically because God designed the body to heal and function on its own. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. We have successfully helped patients battling health issues like acid reflux, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autism, autoimmune disease, infertility, and much, much more. You can take control of your health without relying on medications or surgeries. Get rid of the pain, depression, exhaustion, and so much more and start living the life you were meant to live. And it starts with a simple phone call. To make an appointment with a Synergy team member, please call us at 716-264-4248. You can also check us out online at 716synergy.com. In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit faith based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29:11. Welcome to 600 River Road, apartments and townhouses, where waterfront living meets luxury and comfort. Centrally located between Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls, our upscale waterfront community is unlike any other, featuring boat docks, heated saltwater swimming pool, pickleball courts, a clubhouse, and we are a pet-friendly community. Leasing now. Call us today at 716-587-8700 or visit us on the web at 600river.com. 
Experience life on the water at 600 River Road. Empowering you to minister to your world. Here's today's Living Hope. Hey, welcome back. Today my guest has been and is Jim Walton from the Third um, Third Choice. And um, we are talking about a topic um, that's kind of new, but yet not new at all. It's as ancient as can be, and it's called theology, what it is. Um, why is it theology so important? Uh, why do we need to know it for today? And um, how is theology being ignored or distorted in our church? And then our last question that we're going to answer, which is so important, I think, is what is the parental responsibility for teaching theology in our homes um, today in preparation and raising our kids in Christianity and for them to be fully discipled? We first part of our program today what is theology and now that we're back from the break uh, we're talking about what is why is theology so important anyway well hopefully we've already uh hinted at that because Mm -hmm. it really matters we dare not ignore this anymore you know you heard me say that theology is really integral to how we live out our faith it's not just head knowledge it's uh, you know our understanding of theology actually governs how we live. It's how we see God at work in the world. It's how we interpret God's work into our lives. Um, Theology comes out of our understanding of the Bible. It's all the pieces that we put together to make a picture of who God is and what he's like and how he works. But it goes both ways. You need to understand that scripture, of course, tells us everything we need to know about theology. But you also have to understand that our theology affects how we read scripture. If you see God as, like some of the atheists I talk to, they see God as cruel and nasty and angry. When they read scripture, all they see is cruel and angry and nasty uh, because they have a very distorted theology of God. Some people have been brought up to know that God is an angry God, and if you've been brought up with shame, guilt, and fear, you're in that category as well. When anything happens bad, you blame God because God was the one that did it. Right, because that's what their theology is. That's why this is so important. Important Scripture tells us how we understand theology, but how we understand theology affects how we read Scripture. It colors the way we read it. And, and it also guides our behavior. Well, it you gives know, us our you values, think, our behaviors, yes. um, how we raise our kids, the decisions that we make, where we go, what we do, what we right. invest in, and even how we vote. Exactly. We just threw that our, in there. Our the- yeah, you threw that in there. You weren't very subtle at all. No. But, you know, for instance, for instance, let's, let's take the, our theology of the Trinity. You know, the word Trinity does not appear in the whole Bible. You know, it, it's, it's a word that we have put because of our theological understanding. But, you know, you know tr- the Trinity helps us understand why we believe that Jesus is God. It's our theology that tells us how do we know Jesus is God and why do we think that? It, theology, our theology of the Trinity teaches us what the interrelationship between the Father and the Son and the Spirit are. See, we sort of, if we're raised in the church, we sort of take this stuff for granted, but it's your theology that tells you how to think that. And everything we think about the church, what is the church? Why do we do church? What are we supposed to do when we're here? What is salvation? How do you get saved? How do you know you're saved? And what difference does that make in how you live your life? All of that is theology, and that's why it's important. And and understanding and knowing that then we have a discerning part about us in our spirit 
to be able to know what is truth, what is right, what is wrong, what is error, and something exactly. that just does not make sense in our spirit, not based on logic or information, but because of that inner core that has been taught to us through the Word of God of who God is. It's where our wisdom and discernment comes from. Right. And a lot of times people make mistakes because they just take one or two verses to say, well, then here's the thing. And I say, no, because there's more to the picture than one or two verses. There is a theology beyond these two verses. Those two verses are Bible study, but our theology needs to be solid. When you take out the foundation of a tower, it doesn't take too long before the whole thing falls apart, right? The whole thing just falls apart. If we ignore theology, we open ourselves to all sorts of beliefs and behaviors that are not very becoming of the church uh, because they're inaccurate or they're, they're distorted or sometimes they're outright lies. And now we're in the culture of postmodernism to believe anything you want to believe. And if I believe it, it's truth and right. And that is totally wrong. It is wrong. Now think about think about Islam. Think about Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormonism. See what your theology is changes everything, mm-hmm. right? Because Islam took the Christian scriptures and changed them. So did Jehovah's Witnesses, so did Mormons. They take the Christian scriptures and change them. So you see theology changes everything. And of course, much of the Bible is governed towards a proper understanding of God. My brother, who is a professor of Old Testament at Wheaton College and Wheaton Graduate School, he says, you know, there's two things that are sort of overriding in the Old Testament. One is the Eden problem, which is the problem of sin, and one is the Babel problem. And the Tower of Babel, the idea is understanding deity correctly. Now, both of these are theological issues. But we get so focused on the Eden problem, sin, mm-hmm. right, that sometimes we ignore the Babel problem, which is thinking correctly about God. Well, understanding who God is is foundational to everything. It's the Babel problem, and it's almost on every page of the Bible is how can we understand God correctly? The Bible is God's revelation of himself, and it's not just understanding Jesus as our Savior, which is the Eden problem, sin. You know, as A.W. Tozer said, like I said, what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And so we have to understand, yes, the Eden problem, sin, but we also have to understand the Babel problem, understanding God properly, and both of those our theology, right? Right. If we misunderstand who God is and how he relates to us, then we're going to respond wrongly to circumstances in our lives, and we're going to bear his name inadequately, or we're going to bear his name wrongly. We are called to bear the name of God with honor, right? Not Mm -hmm. to bear his name in vain, right? But if we don't understand who God is, then we can't do that. The whole point of his revelation and the covenant is so that we can have a proper understanding of God. And somebody may say, but if I love Jesus, isn't that good enough? Isn't theology just that ugly, boring, difficult academic stuff that complicates my faith? No. This is what we're here to talk about. It's the catalog of what guides how you think and how you live. 
And it just seems that this part has been left out. It has been set aside for a while. Yes, we have shared Christ since people come to know Jesus. We have them reading their Bible. We have them opening a devotional book and, and getting inspiration from God. But it seems like the church has... Oh, we can't talk about that yet. That's the next question. That's the next that's, question. That's question. It seems like we have only allowed ourselves to go so far and not knowing the full counsel of God or the theology, our behavior reflects it. Yes. And that's why we sometimes are called by the world, you're, you're a hypocrite. Exactly. I mean, you know, we think about what guides you, whether you have you stay faithful in your marriage or you have an affair. It's your theology that guides you. What guides you whether you stay with the marriage or get a divorce? It's your theology that guides you. What guides what your opinion is of LGBTQ+. It's your theology that guides you. You know, do you feel guilty or do you feel free? Do you feel that God is angry or do you feel that God is a God of grace? Your theology tells you that. What do you believe about the place of science in knowledge? It's your theology that tells you that. See, that's why theology is so critically important to every piece of this puzzle. And that's a whole nother program, that topic <laughs> alone. But it is your theology, and ignorance is not bliss. And I think sometimes it's really a shame that we don't know because we're missing so much about who God is, who he truly is through the scriptures. And we would live so much better lives. We would have so much less anxiety, yes. depression. We would understand the difference from sin and consequences of sin. We'd understand the difference between the love of God and the wrath of God and not confuse it or blame it right. and make God to be something he is not at all because we don't understand our theology. Exactly. And that's why it is so important. It gives us our, our correct beliefs. It, it tells us what is true. It helps us understand life. You know, there are a lot of lies out there. There are a lot of partial pictures, and partial pictures can be partially true and partially false. But the better you know theology, the better you have a grip on the truth, and the better you will be able to live according to the truth. That's why it's so important. And I even heard someone say, when you have something that's half truthful, half false, it really makes the whole thing false. Yes. Because we're not living in the truth of the truth of the word of God based on a plan and a purpose that he has for his people that is rich. It's complete. It's full. It's satisfying. It's nurturing. Even when we talk about other religions or things like Jehovah's Witnesses or, or the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, sure, there's stuff in their books that is true. You know, you can read. It's not like everything is false. You know, you can read in those books, in their holy books, and you will find that some of the things they say, if you just took it by itself, is true. But if there's falsehood mixed in with it, then our theology tells us that it's false. So you're saying why theology is important is that correct doctrine beliefs are essential to a healthy relationship with God. Yes. Um, it's also... a essential for a healthy relationship with someone else yes it's also a healthy relationship to have good health it's a healthy say that again <laughs> it's also uh, having our theology 
causes us to have a healthy relationship with God. It helps us yeah. to have a healthy relationship with others. It helps us to have a healthy relationship within our own body and have good health because 3 John 2, may you continue in good health as your soul prospers. It's back to theology again. It's always theology. I mean, there's Bible study. There's, a you know, the Bible verse that says learn to be content in everything that you have. There are Bible verses that tell us about take care of your body. Your body's the temple of God. You know, we take care of our body. The You know, the Bible talks. There are all sorts of things that tell us about health and mental health and physical health and spiritual health. And when we bring all those pieces together, we call that theology. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have anxiety, depression, worry. We wouldn't be looking at false gods and other things to satisfy and tempt tempt us or giving into that to satisfy. It's all theology. If you're looking to false gods, then your theology has to be corrected because that's not where you're going to find your true answers. And theology tells us how to understand life. Yes. Yes. It's it's all of these important things. That's why it's so critical. And it's not just, you know, dull and boring with, you know, somebody standing up front. Please turn in your textbooks to page number 87. Today we're going to talk about, you know, that's not what we're talking about here. We are talking about the vitality of what we believe as Christians, the truth that guides us in the life that we live on the basis of that. It's all theological. So stuff. are we made physically, emotionally and spiritually in the image of God for a complete life in God? then having theology and understanding that helps us then to live physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Sure. Now, you even just mentioned the image of God. What does it mean that we are in the image of God? How you answer that question is theological. That's Mm -hmm. your theology as to what it means that you are in the image of God. See? Because there, there is a Bible verse, obviously, in Genesis 1 that says God created them in his image. But then we're left with a theological question of what does that mean and how does that affect? The, and, and it does affect us because we see that there is dignity to humanity. We see it affects the way we treat each other because we are made in the image of God. Genesis 9 talks about that, that we have to behave in certain ways because we are the image of God. So that's theology. And he's given us a full realm and avenue that to God the Father is through his son and knowing him personally. The Holy Spirit comes in and then it starts teaching us through the word of God so we understand his theology. Right. Wow. I'm excited. I know our listeners out there. Wow. I got a more of a complete picture now. What theology is, why I need it and that I need to go after it. And I want it because in my spirit, I know where I lived in my early 20s and stuff and not understanding and some things until God started to reveal and I started to yield. Oh, my gosh, it makes sense. And there's so much more to life, peaceful living with joy. But you know what? I want that. Mm-hmm. 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 I want that what I see in somebody else for that. So um, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back. We have to answer the next question. We got two more questions that we need to we ask do. because if Don't we do, we, we have to go, we have to do a full realm here because we just can't talk about no, it's happening or not happening. Where is it not happening? What are we going to do about it? And then if you are a parent out there, what is your responsibility in this as a believer as you raise your children 
to not to know God, know the theology of God yourself, cannot be left up totally to the church. God holds you responsible as Christian parents. What does that mean? How can we offset that? And how can we prepare our children to live a victorious life through theology in this culture for right now? When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how is theology being ignored or distorted in our churches now? Don't go away. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. You've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Email lindapenn at todayslivinghope.com or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. Feel like you're over your head with everyday life? You've come to the right place. It's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, Jim Walton. We're talking about theology. Here we are. Ah, okay. Here's the next question. Oh, wow. This is a heavy one. Yeah, All right. We got to be careful. Um, no, we got to be truthful. <laughs> uh, how is theology being ignored or distorted in our churches now? Well, um, it's been my experience as I go around different churches that pretty much churches hardly talk about theology. Uh, churches talk about, um, they preach thematically, um, and sometimes they preach expositionally, which means they would take a text verse by verse or a book chapter by chapter. But they hardly talk about theology. Um, and And I think... Part of uh, part of the reason may be that churches may know that it's needed, but if people aren't going to show up for a theology class, then they're not going to keep offering a theology class if people aren't going to respond to it. And so, you know, you, you have to have, yes, from the leadership saying this is needed and this is available, but then you also have to have people who say, yeah, I'm interested in that and actually show up for it or be willing to discuss it like at their small group midweek meeting. And I also, you know, we're teaching them how to worship. We're t- teaching them how to be inspired by the word of God and collectively do that. I, I will say that some of the people that um, Bible studies and just common talk and information and some of the people that um, I run into, they're saying, I'm, I, there's an uneasiness. Um, it seems like there has to be more. Uh, I want more. Yeah. Uh, I, I want more depth and breadth. And uh, I think they're alluding to the very thing that has become a little distant in how we're teaching, and that is the theology and who God is. Right. And if the people 
are really interested in that, then you need to make that interest known to your pastor, your church leaders, so that they go, oh, there's lots of people talking to me about theology. You know, for instance, uh, you know, we have worship on Sunday mornings. We have worship on Saturday nights and Sunday mornings, right? What does the Bible say worship is? See, have you ever done a Bible study of what, you know, we do, we do music in a message. You know, that's the way we govern our worship service in the last several decades in the Western world. Music in a message. Is that what the Bible says worship is? You know, y- that's your theology that will tell you that. That's and I don't think we can say, hey, you, you wanted to go deeper, you wanted to go broader, let's talk about theology. That, to me, when I hear that, is like, ooh. Well, that's, yeah, that's... Um, a perception that we need to change because theology isn't ooh uh, you know actually theology is pretty <laughs> exciting stuff it's what pulls the picture together for us let me give you a quote from c.s lewis okay c.s lewis says for my own part i tend to find doctrinal books often more helpful in devotion than devotional books and i rather suspect that the same experience may await others I believe that many who find that nothing happens when they sit down or kneel down to do a book of devotion would find that at the heart sings unbidden while they are working their way through a tough bit of theology with a pipe in their teeth and a pencil in their hand. Uh, C.S. Lewis saying, you know, I find a theology book far more stimulating for my spiritual growth than a devotional book. You can take them a piece at a time. We'll talk in the next segment about some resources people can give. So there are books out there that make this possible. And so, you know, it's just something that people have to realize this is not dull, dry, academic stuff. It is critical to our Christian life. I think in the, one of the evidence that we do see it and we have it is people have become complacent and apathetic and they're saying they're also busy people are very busy busy. we're way over busy we need to just starting the class here recently they were saying how can i get this homework in well something's got to go something's got to be turned off or we got to rearrange our time but then we start realizing um there's got to be more so it's a progression of decline that has taken us to the point of wanting more Right, but we have to let technology help us, too. If our lives are too busy, if there are times we're going to be in the car, maybe you can find a podcast about theology. I've never looked for one to see if it's out there, but maybe there's a podcast about theology you can listen to while you drive. One of the very important things that uh, we are trying to live it out by effort rather than by understanding what our union with Christ is really about. That mm-hmm. is a powerful statement. Yes. That is a powerful statement of doing more than we are capable of being and not understanding. And eventually we crash and burn. Yes. Taking it to the extreme. I mean, yes, we have very busy lives. But, you know, I've heard people say that you have time for what you make time for. And that the things that are important to you, somehow you will find time to fit them into your life. And you will and you will put other things to the side that aren't as important. In that sense, we all live by our values. And so um, in that sense, if this stuff is important to you, you will find a place for it because there are other things that are not as important. 
Well, and then we can get into just it turns so quickly and we don't even know and talking about heresy and what all that is and how that distorts it and how that pulls us away. And if we don't have a solid theological foundation on which to work, it is easy then, you say, to kind of cherry pick verses and manipulate them for what we want. And we don't even understand the full counsel of God we're just trying to find something to match to make our point or the point or the living we want and we're totally in error and right because we've cherry-picked a single text or two that you know single text that's Bible study chapter studies that's Bible study but when you put them all together that's theology for instance right now you know obviously we live in an era oh did you want to speak we live in an era where the you know there are a lot of churches talking about the fullness of the Holy Spirit you know, and the Holy Spirit anointing and Holy Spirit baptism. So what's your theology of the Holy Spirit? You know, we're, we're united with Christ by the Holy Spirit. We participate in the life of the church by the Holy Spirit. It, the Holy Spirit affects how we relate to God and others. And if you don't, if you neglect your theology, then you don't know what really you believe about the Holy Spirit and how to respond to this stuff. And what about the role of women in the church? What about the role of women in the church? That's a theological question as well. Right? Well, that's a whole nother program. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's where theology is so important. Um, yes, it is. And we need to go to our next break. Uh, we're not going to... Ha- we- for our endorsing sponsors. Plus, we have one more question we have to answer, and I really would like you to, um, our theology and what it guards against from false teaching. So we've got a lot to cover in the last last nine minutes. All right, yeah, we got to give out some resources so two. you know where so to find we this have, stuff. We have a lot to say. And our last question will be, what is the parental responsibility for teaching theology? Or even you as an adult as to how to, how to start this. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Today's Living Hope with your host, Linda Penn. My guest has been Jim Walton of The Third Choice. Did you know that God designed the body to heal and function on its own? Hi, I'm Jimmy, founder and owner of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness here in Western New York. We teach our patients how to thrive holistically with natural therapies and whole food supplements. If you've been suffering with health problems, it's time for a natural approach. You have the power to take control of your health. To schedule an appointment with a Synergy team member, please call us at 716-264-4248. You can also check us out online at 716synergy.com. Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes who knows what you're going through can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. In His Name Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call In His Name Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 2911. Building your faith and finding hope one day at a time. It's today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Right, but right now, yeah, we need to answer this. Theology. We've got to answer the last question. What is the parental responsibility for teaching theology? Yeah, so we want to give you some resources, um, both just for your own self and as a parent, because uh, some of you are thinking, yeah, well, I don't have kids anymore, but I'm interested. So uh, let me start off with this. You may think you're not a theologian, but we are all theologians. You may think, well, I've never been to Bible school. Uh, that's true. Well, you don't need a master's degree in theology to be a theologian. You don't need to have a doctorate. Um, wh- whether you like it or not, you are a theologian. See, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard the truism, yeah, uh, you are all witnesses to Jesus. 
The question is whether you're a good and faithful witness or a bad witness. Mm. You know, and in the same way we can say we are all theologians. It's just whether you're a truthful one or a distorted one. We are all theologians. So you have to take the initiative to be an accurate and, and uh, capable theologian because we are all theologians whether we like it or not. Just like we're all citizens of our country. We're all citizens. It's just what kind of citizen we are that's the question at hand. So let me talk about some books you can read or some videos you can watch. Let me give you some resources. Now, these are some simple things. None of these are really you know heavy-duty things. So mm-hmm. there's a book called The Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer. It's a good it's book. It's only I about it. 125 pages long. The Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer. Great place to start. There's another book. It's by J.I. Packer. Mm-hmm. It's called Knowing God. Fantastic book. It's about. It's a paperback. It's probably very inexpensive. Uh, Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Another good place to start. Um, there's a book by Beth Felker-Jones called Practicing Christian Doctrine, An Introduction to Thinking and Living Theologically by Beth Felker-Jones. It's called Practicing Christian Doctrine. There's one by Daniel Migliori, Faith Seeking Understanding. You know, those are those are resources that are not they're not I'm not talking about 800 page textbook here. Uh, There are books you can read. Uh, There is actually a conference coming to the Buffalo area called the Theology Project. I think it's going to be in May. May, It's going to be here in May. So that would be, you know, sign up for the day, that conference. Um, And then I know Linda has some resources, but let me keep going going to talk about a little bit for the parents. Um, There are some theology DVDs uh, for parents of children. It's called theopresents.com. T-H-E-O presents dot com. Theo presents. They are theology DVDs. There's a DVD series from Phil Vischer called What's in the Bible. That's a good thing for children. Um, There's a book called Theology. It's two words. T-H-E space ology. It's a book specifically for children to understand theology. And then there's another book by J. Ryan Lister called The Emblems of the Infinite King. And that's for like uh, older children or adolescents. Um, There's also a thing on YouTube. It's free to watch. They are by the books of the Bible. It's called The Bible Project. So you can go to The Bible Project and click on Genesis or click on Exodus, and it will tell you what those books are about. It's not so much theology, but it does certainly give you a bigger picture. So there are all kinds of resources. Now, Linda wants to jump in here, too. (laughs) Well, I know the book, Theology. I interviewed the man who wrote that book for children, and it's excellent. I have the book. We did have it at Bender's. It makes a great Christmas present. It, It gives understanding and teaches the, um, the parents as well as the children in theological matters, and it uses great illustrations and something to have some nice devotions about. So there's also uh, anything by R.C. Sproul will give you understanding on essential truths of the Christian faith. Um, I, I didn't dig out some of my seminary stuff, but I do have a big note, a book that really breaks it down with just understandable outlining and you can get it. And that's a great truth from God's word, systematic theology by Dr. Harold Wilmington. And, um, just great stuff. and I There's lots of stuff out there that you don't have to be stuff. a Ph.D. No, to, to read no. and understand and enjoy this stuff. And the reason we don't have to have a Ph.D. is because the Holy Spirit is in us. 
Well, yeah, and because the resources are written in a very understandable, uh, down-to-earth way. Yes, and uh, he gives us discernment and understanding through the Holy Spirit. Jim, it's been great to have you on. Uh, it's been the a pleasure, third Linda. choice, and we'll have to think of another hot topic. We're always thinking about stuff we want to talk about. To help you grow, learn, have faith, and facing the reality of what maybe we don't know, to know that we have hope to learn and be. And we actually can um, strengthen our own lives, our walk with the Lord, and our children's life, and actually make an impact with peace on how to live. And if we want to take it clear to the, to the extreme and actually change our world. That's right, Linda. Yeah. Thanks for having me today. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. Walking with you through the trials of everyday life, it's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, welcome back. I have three things I need to tell you just before we speak with Rob Palazinski of Absolute Truth and Prophecy Ministry. I want to tell you about a grief share class that begins this coming Monday night, March the 29th at Northgate Church, Christian Church, 52025 Harris Hill Road. It starts at 630. Would love if you need to be in a class because of someone that you have lost. It's a grief share program. We'll get you all settled in just come Monday night. This coming Monday night, the 29th, that starts at 6.30 p.m., Northgate Christian Church. Also, if um, CBB, Christian Business Board, our next Facebook Live uh, opportunity is April the 19th at 7 o'clock. Our speaker will be John Camerato, and it's keeping the end in mind and for businessmen and women. And last, Don Troyer, King, Print King, Don Troyer, Print King Business Printing Specialist, 716-633-8040. Hey, I'm welcoming now Rob Palazunski, and uh, been two weeks since he's been on. He is doing it by phone because he's a little bit under the weather, but we're going to talk about the agenda, what it means to an end, and I have to say, Rob, I have to start out with a question. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, you know what, what what strikes me about this whole thing, and, and, and I'm talking about when you look at everything that is going on, the power grab that is coming after the election to, to make elections meaningless going into the future, a one-party system that they're working on, the whole Equality Act thing that, that is uh, destroying the lines between men and women and, and all the made-up genders that are out there, the gun control that is promised. And you know, and you pointed out that article, and I and I checked out the Epic Times, and you know, we're, the Biden White House is saying we're we're just going to do an executive order on the gun control thing. I don't know that it'll stand up in court, but but it, you know, just amazing stuff and the cancel culture and the whole COVID thing. And you do get to that question, which 
did come first, the chicken or the egg? Did COVID-19 create the opportunity for them to work toward this new world order, or was the pandemic put in place just to maneuver the world into a new order and, and with the vaccines being the vehicle? Because that's exactly where we're heading. We're heading to a new world order. And it's, a, it's a super plan that would forever, Linda, and I know you know this, that it would forever enslave humanity. That's the plan. Yes. I mean, you know, we know the Antichrist is coming. I mean, we, we read the Bible. We get that. This, the Antichrist is a, is a real, you know, a real person. This isn't just some kind of spiritual nonsense that was shoved into in, in the most uh, difficult-to-understand book in the Bible. This is... This is absolute history of the future stuff. I mean, this is what is going on here. And, and when the Antichrist comes, the world's population is going to embrace their slavery. We see that now with the way people mask up, uh, the, the way they're, you know, we got to have, you know, we got to have the lockdowns. Lockdowns are good. And, and people are embracing this. Not everyone, but, but a large portion of the population. Based on this fear that's been created and fulfilled in a lot of ways. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's the big tool, the fear. This is an ages-long conspiracy. You can drive this all the way back to the Tower of Babel. And if you look at Revelation 13, it tells us how this is going to play out. And it it says there, verses 3 and 4, And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? You know, the dragon that we're talking about here is none other than that first rebel, Lucifer, who then became Satan. And it's, it's just amazing. And, and the, the amazing part is that this is mainline New Age stuff. You've, you know, we've briefly talked about some New Age concepts uh, on the air here, I believe, but they buy into this. They, they absolutely believe us. They believe this. Do you ever hear of a guy by the name of David Spangler? Mm-hmm. You know, and he was kind of one of the fathers of the New Age. He was on the board of directors of Planetary Citizens of the United Nations. I mean, it sounds goofy just reading that. And, and here's what he had to say. And, and you know, this is in his book, and, and they're, they're pushing this stuff. Lucifer comes to give us the final Luciferic initiation. And now check this. No one will enter the New World Order unless he or she will make a pledge to worship Lucifer. No one will enter the New Age unless he will take a Luciferian initiation. That's all they need to do is read the book and find out that they lose in the end. Why would you do that? I, you know, that's really interesting, but they did it in the Old Testament. They worshipped idols and uh, turned away from God, and we have lots of stories about that, and it's believing lies and getting wrapped up in idols, ideology, and it's just proof that it's happening today. Yeah, and, and it's going to be a very a religious kind of thing. It, it, mm-hmm. It's so weird to me, uh, you know. But let's let's jump back to the you know to the to the early pandemic, and I'm going to call it a pandemic because I think it was put in place for a reason. You know, we're talking about even before the vaccine, and uh, I know I covered this on the air before. Bill Gates actually said eventually we will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or been tested or when we have a vaccine who received it. So the vaccine was part of the plan all along. Now, um, Gates was part of something called GAVI, the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunizations. And, and the goal of that organization, I think they changed their name slightly, and I forget what the new uh, name is, but their goal was to pair 
big pharma and the high-tech industry to use immunization with digital biometrics. And the idea was to microchip, track, and control the entire population of the world in a global identification matrix. And you've watched his history. You see where he's been and what he's done. You know this is justified and can be researched, and this is true. Oh, absolutely. I, what's interesting is that I, I watched him say a lot, of, a lot of the things regarding this, and then they removed them. And then I would find them in archive uh, sites that were saving them for that very purpose. And then the archive sites were gone a month or so later. It's just amazing to watch them work. You know, and now they're out there. They're pushing this vaccine thing, and it is such a useful tool to get us all into the new world order. You know, uh, taking a vaccine is your patriotic duty. It's your only way to, uh, to go back to normal. Um and then you've got this growing chorus of reason coming out from scientists and doctors, and but they're being immediately attacked as soon as they open up and they're, and they're being canceled. Um, there's one guy in particular who actually worked for the Gavi Alliance and worked for Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and, and he's a very pro-vaccine guy. His name is Geert Vandenbosch. I like saying foreign names. Geert Vandenbosch. <laughs> and anyway... And he's, he's come out and flipped entirely on this. He says that the vaccine program is completely inappropriate and highly dangerous. And he's calling for its immediate cancellation. And he's one of the, you know, the big wigs of developing these vaccines, not these particular, but lots of vaccines and, and lots of programs here. And didn't we have Dr. Tenpenny really sharing some things? Um, Absolutely. She was another great one, yes. And I just um, saw a guy on Facebook who... Um, went for the swabs or the immediate testing and has really researched um, the chemical that's on the end of the swab, what it's about and what it causes as they even do the swab test for COVID-19. And he has an alarm out as well. It's pretty yeah, interesting. They're, they're, yeah, I, I've known for quite a long time that they had the capability to put nanobots on the end of those swabs. I did not know that they were doing it till just recently, you know, and I don't know how widely it's being done, but it, but it's a little scary. Yes, it's because absolutely it's, scary. It's, it's, it's invasive. It's, it's very invasive. And now this Vanderbosch guy, um, you know, he's he's talking about how this is going to lead to deaths, massive deaths among uh, among people who take the vaccine. Am I saying he's absolutely right? I don't know. I, I can't say whether you know. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't speak as a medical doctor, but I know that there are there are respected eminent people in their field that are saying, slow down. We need a caution light here. We need to look at some of this stuff. You know, there's a headline out of Hawaii. Uh, Three Hawaii residents uh, fully vaccinated against COVID-19 are infected with the coronavirus. And the reason I read that headline is, is that it brings out the point of what this really isn't. This isn't like a vaccine for polio or for the mumps. Mm. It does not make you immune to the disease, and it doesn't mean you can't pass it on. And this report out of Hawaii, KITV, um, said that very thing. It talks about how current vaccines are between 66 and 95 percent effective. 
And that the physicians say that vaccine doesn't prevent infection, but it does lower the risk of hospitalization. So in other words, this, you know, like if you got a, a measles vaccine, you, you were not going to get the measles because they put some of the measles in you. This is not that. It, when you just stated that you can't keep from getting COVID and it can't keep you from passing it on, even though you had the vaccine. Okay, this is, does this sound like a stupid question? Then why am I taking the vaccine? I, no, that's the obvious question. <laughs> yeah, that's, absolutely. It's a common sense question. Yeah, I was like, why, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I taking this risk? And, and you know, what, what, what's interesting um, is that there are people, and they are reporting deaths right now of people who died shortly after taking the vaccine. But so far, they're ruling them all coincidences. And we're talking, you know, 1,700 or something like that. And, in fact, I, I just saw an update on that. I think it's over 2,000 deaths now and, you know, something like 60,000 events. And they think they're only getting about one, someplace between one ten percent of the events um, being reported. So you're, you know, I mean, it's like this could be a lot higher. There's another author out there by the name of Vernon Coleman, did a lot of research, been been writing for decades, and he actually says this. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but I, I, I kind of hold to this. He says the COVID-19 fake pandemic was created in part to find an excuse for the vaccines. There's the, there, he's answering that chicken and egg question. Rather than the mm. vaccine being created as a solution to the alleged threat posed by COVID-19. Wow. I, that's unbelievable. I have just started to read some of his things. But you know what? In your common sense and in your soul, something hasn't been right about this from the very beginning. Now, we've been um, manipulated by fear or being afraid, and we would certainly want to take care of ourselves and our family. But there's just been an unsettledness of, uh, you know, in this from the very, very beginning. And I know our listeners out there, they gotta, they got to know that, too. And then they're prompted by fear or if you don't do this or if you do this. But we all have to agree from the very beginning, something very unsettling feels like it's been pushed on us. Some of it doesn't make sense. And right. There's a feel, lot of that's that. Yeah, that's the issue. A lot of it doesn't make sense when you start to, to peel back and look at it and go, well, if masks don't work and then you can pull out all this re research that talks about the issues with masks, then why are we being forced to, to, to use them if uh if lockdowns don't work, if, if, if it's actually hurting people's immune system, why are we being forced to do that? You know, I mean, it, it's you've got Coleman started talking about he identifies three main areas of, of issues with the vaccine. First of all, even before that, he says they're experimental vaccines and they're not designed to prevent infection or transmission. We just talked about that. The first area that he's pointing to, though, I said they're, they're proving to be very dangerous. And he mentioned what I mentioned just a, a minute ago, the thousands of deaths that are that are starting to show up around this. They're difficult to link directly to the vaccines, but they are they are more than coincidental. And then there's something called pathogenic pathogenic priming or a psychotine storm. And basically, if, if I was going to dilute that down to the simplest I can, it, it's the fact that the immune systems of the vaccinated, they believe, are going to overreact. And that's the simplest way I can put it. And he's predicting his words now, lots of deaths, lots of deaths. Um, and there was actually a study published in the National Library of Medicine, separate from, from him, I found this. And 
two conclusions here. One, it said the vaccines uh, will produce more severe disease than if they were not vaccinated. Oh, so that's a good idea to get a vaccine. And the second one, it, it had this morning, and there may worsen COVID-19 disease via antibody-dependent enhancement, or ADE. And that has been, I think, Dr. Tenpenny was talking about that. I think she was she was talking about the ADE phenomena and how that could cause millions of deaths. Then you what know. do we do when the next virus goes by? You know what well, I'm saying? Gonna, you know, yeah, we have a... Here we go again. It's going to we need another vaccine. It's another repetition of fear. And we've been actually fighting fungus and vac- um, viruses um, for all of our lives. It's called an, um, a healthy immune system. Yeah, that, I think that's your number one weapon. You know, and then he, the third thing he talks about, kind of the same as uh, Vandenbosch, uh, is that it produces very specific antibodies, and those antibodies are aimed at the original COVID-19 vaccine, and they permanently take over your immune system. And so what, what he's come to, the, his conclusion is that the natural immune systems of tens or hundreds of millions, tens or hundreds of millions who are having the vaccines are being effectively destroyed. So that equates we're going to get sick. That's what it sounds like. We're going to and get this sick. Isn't, this isn't crazy talking. It's actually backed by Scripture. In, in Matthew 24, mm-hmm. Jesus is talking about, you know, the, uh, there was going to come a great tribulation, such as had not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And then he says this, and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. So even Jesus says, yeah, things are going to get this bad. Now, that's tribulation time. That's, you know, I'm, and you and I are believe, believers in the pre-trib rapture, so I believe we are out of there for this, but we're watching this set up right now. Yeah, we are seeing that preparation to move towards that, but we've seen no evidence that we've actually hit the, the tribulation. No. Because well, there's other biblical things that have not been met yet. Right, and, and absolutely, and, and the biggest one being that the, uh, uh, the idea that uh, the Antichrist would sign some court of, sort of covenant or accord with, with Israel, probably involving them resetting up the temple worship, and, you know, that's, that has not gone on, so we, we've not seen that. You know, again, I, I, I want to stress this before we go to the break here. Sure. That, um, not a doctor... I'm not a medical person, neither are you, and we would agree with this, And but I would just say, please, please, seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit in all of this. Do your own research. Don't just accept yes. what they're selling you, you know. And do and, thorough and, research, and that's hard, I think, for people to spend the time and find all of that. Like, you, you know, you are, you've done this for years. You've got the pattern. You know where to go. You know how to hunt, you know. Right, right. You know, one thing they could do to start with is, is, is go to my website at atpministry.com. Absolutely, and start reading all the newsletters and Read the and newsletters, look at, look at the old radio programs. And yes. There's other articles on there. You know, when they did the, they did some research on these mRNA vaccines back um, in, within the last decade, and in all the studies that they did, there were terrible, terrible uh, side effects on the animals who were given the vaccine and then later encountered it, encountered it in the wild. And in some of the studies, all of the animal subjects died when they uh, encountered that virus in the wild. So you, you, you had a, you know, 
Wow. This is something that, you know, to be taken very seriously. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. I, we need to step aside for a break for our endorsing, endorsing sponsors, and of which ATP Ministry is one. And I remind people to go to that website. And we're going to take a short break. And when we get we come back, um, our title kind of this um, for this segment, this half hour with ATP and Rob has been it's all about the agenda. So when we get back, we've got to go back to the question again, the chicken or the egg. Don't go away. We'll be right back. For years, you've been suffering with health problems. You've seen one doctor after another, but your symptoms haven't gone away. It's time to seek a natural solution. When the right combination of natural health therapies and whole food supplements join forces, you have Synergy. Hi, I'm Jimmy, founder and owner of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness here in Western New York. At Synergy, we teach our patients how to thrive holistically because God designed the body to heal and function on its own. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. We have successfully helped patients battling health issues like acid reflux, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autism, autoimmune disease, infertility, and much, much more. You can take control of your health without relying on medications or surgeries. Get rid of the pain, depression, exhaustion, and so much more and start living the life you were meant to live. And it starts with a simple phone call. To make an appointment with a Synergy team member, please call us at 716-264-4248. You can also check us out online at 716synergy.com. In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit, faith-based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's, education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. Welcome to 600 River Road Apartments and Townhouses, where waterfront living meets luxury and comfort. Centrally located between Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls. Call us today at 716-587-8700 or visit us on the web at 600river.com. Experience life on the water at 600 River Road. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn each Saturday. Hey, welcome back. This segment, I am with Rob Palazunski of Absolute Truth and Prophecy. I'm saying you have got to go to his website, atpministry.com. I just brought it up here, Rob, and there's so many things for our listeners to look at, the videos, the books, the newsletters. Uh, Get in contact. Get in the know. Uh, The reason this is on our program, Today's Living Hope, is facing the reality of truth. So we have the truth, and yet we have hope for tomorrow based on the scriptures. And this actually helps us to be excited about what Christ has done for us and what he has for us in the future. So, Rob, i got to take us back to the question again after the break. Chicken or the egg? That's... (laughs) You know, and these doctors are like like Vernon Coleman is pretty much asking the same thing. What, what I think he came to the conclusion that the plan was in place first, and, and the vaccines were just the tool. 
you know, and, and that COVID was, was kind of created for that or, or they were waiting for a, a COVID type event to come about. I mean, when you look at this whole thing, uh, the World Economic Forum is, is – this is part of the agenda. The World Economic Forum is pushing us into something they're calling the Great, uh, the great Reset. And so we are talking about the end of capitalism. Mm-hmm. They, they've talked about the end of ownership. The, one of their uh, sayings on their website for a while was, you are going to own nothing and you will be happy. Well, I don't know. I own some stuff and I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the pursuit of happiness. I'm, you know, it's a, it's a, well, it's I a think that's uh, in our Constitution. We, the people, have the right to liberty in the pursuit of happiness, freedom. Uh, yeah, Declaration mm. of Independence. Yeah, yeah. Declaration. Sorry, yeah. got the wrong piece of paper. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're they're talking about one world currency. They're talking yeah. about complete global control, and vaccines are the are the tool. I want to I want to quote a thinker by the name of Leo Holman. I've read him a few times. Love the way he brings things in here. He was talking about the Great Reset. And by the way, this is backed by all your your big global banks and your your yes big corporations, and he's talking about humans becoming a blip on the blockchain, which will be used to micromanage you. This is not speculation, I'm quoting here, of course. It is plainly stated across globalist documents all around the world and in many languages. Once a global ID system is in place, which, by the way, Bill Gates was all about that, it will be tied to every move and purchase you make, along with every move and purchase, think about that, along with every psychographic and physical aspect of your life. That's exactly what's talked about in the book of Revelation with the whole Mark of the Beast thing. Yep. All-inclusive, isn't it? Yeah. This is what life was going to be like under the Antichrist during, during the Tribulation. And, and like we keep saying, we're watching this end of the age being set up even now as we're looking at this. We're living in biblical times, and, uh, and I know you know that. <laughs> you don't have to convince me, Rob. I know when we see the legislation coming down and we're going to have now have legislation for gun control, we're also going to, they're talking about taxing every mile that you drive. <laughs> I think that's a good one. Uh, and yeah, and some some other things. Um, and I know of a city in California who is now giving free money to people on a regular basis um, just because they want to so we can lock into socialism a little bit more. So, But we have to go back to the book of Revelation because it's all spelled out, isn't it? It is going to happen. Yep. And the Antichrist will show up at his time. won't be a minute too late or a minute overdue. Or too right. early, God's going to put him right in at the right time. Right, and it, it, it's going to be a historic-generated uh, event. Yes. I mean, he, he is going to come out. It's going to look natural, it is, I guess what I'm saying. It's going to be like, oh, oh yeah, this guy needs to step up now. and, and It's going to look like the thing to do. Oh, we're going to need but somebody we, like him. Absolutely. The state that we're in, he is prime time, and he, you know, he's going to be thought by everyone that he is the one that should be in place. Yes, absolutely. And, and it, it, what's interesting is that um, well, you can find this in Second Thessalonians two, that talking about a great apostasy. And, and they're, they're, elsewhere in the Bible, they talk about great apostasy, but it's more gradual. This is this is something else. This second, and we'll, I'm going to read from a little bit of, over there. Um, in Second Thessalonians two, it's talking about an event generated sudden rebellion or an apostasy by people who call themselves Christians, you know, and and here's the passage, because we're going to break stuff down here in a little bit. 
Let no one deceive you by any means for that day. They're talking about the day of the Lord, the Jacob's trouble, the, you know, the, the end times, the tribulation. Mm-hmm. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. So the falling away is that apostasy, and the man of sin is revealed. So that's Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hal Lindsey, we all remember Hal Lindsey, late great planet Earth and all that. He talks about that passage, and he said the language demands a climactic event when the professing church will completely revolt. That, that's pretty interesting, is, 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 that that's what the Bible is calling for here. And uh, Chuck Missler, who passed away recently, um, saw it as a sudden forsaking of biblical truth. And, you know, we've got a pope right now who's paving the way for this, mm-hmm. with his alliances with Islam, with his Islamic prayers in the, in the Vatican, with... Uh, uh, the universalism that he's preaching, you know, we are all children of God. You just got to go to John 1 to find out that we are not all children of God, only those who accept Jesus as, as Lord are. We've even got the Vatican preparing to welcome our brothers from other planets now. You know, they're... You but, know what? You can't make this up. We've seen it. We've seen the evidence of it. We've seen the statements of living people. We can't make yeah. this up. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's in the news all the time now. You know, it's like I, I see, I, I wrote a book a while back called uh, The History of the Future, which um, kind of working on a, on a rework of that book because it's uh, a lot of it has already been history. Now it's history of the past. But um, you see this, this stuff set up exactly, the you know, coming about exactly the way it's, it's laid out here. But when you look at that passage, the context of the passage tells us a couple of things. It tells us that the day of the Lord can't come until, number one, this great and sudden falling away comes, and secondly, that the Antichrist is revealed. And if you jump Second uh, Thessalonians 2, just a, a few verses up, uh, verses 7 and 8, it, it reads, He who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Then the lawless one will be revealed. We well, you know what that's talking about. That's talking about the Holy Spirit. Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit is removed with the rapture of the believing church. Yay! And the law. <laughs> yay! <laughs> yay is right. The, the lawless one will be able to to come to power. Then the, the Antichrist will be able to step in because there will be such a a giant void that's happening there. We only have about four minutes left, Rob. Where are we gonna? How are we gonna conclude this? Because there's so much okay, more we, me, we need to me, we need to say. Maybe yes. it's um, because this is so interesting. This is so true. This is so marching forward, isn't it? I'm I'm kind of excited. The fulfillment. Yeah, I mean we're, we're we're watching. We are watching prophecy unfold right in front of us. Let me read verses nine and ten, and then I'll I'll try and speed along and figure out how we're gonna come out of this. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Mm -hmm. If you do not love the truth, this is where this is heading. So, and and this is right in line with lots and lots of uh, New Age beliefs. You know, space aliens are, are, seem to be a part of a, a lot of what they're talking about in bringing about the, the New World Order. And, you know, the U.S. government is, is scheduled to, sometime in June, I think, uh, spill the beans on everything they know about UFOs and space aliens. So I think this is going to be part of the, you know, 
revealing the whole alien identity. I mean, you you go back to Pope John Paul II. He thought that there was going to be this this giant. Uh, uh, universal sound, light, or smell that was going to turn everybody to the Catholic faith. Then uh, David Bay of Cutting Edge Ministries uh, mm-hmm. worked his way into uh, uh, a seminar, a New Age seminar, and said basically the same thing from the New Age standpoint, and that the Antichrist will appear simultaneously over the entire Earth. This is New Age thinking, and 1980 book, The Armageddon Script, was all about creating and bringing to power the New Age Christ. This is their plan bringing the Antichrist into power. And again, it involved extraterrestrials. And right now, the Vatican actually has a team of scientists waiting and watching in the American southwestern desert for the arrival of alien entities. This is what's going on. It, this is, they, they want to create the great apostasy that's being talked of there. And the vaccines and complete control, it's all part of the agenda. Even so, it, Lord comes, my statement. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I, I know. I mean, we want to see our loved ones saved, but but that seems to be the... the we you know, need to be sharing Christ right now. We need to be sharing Christ and make our witness known right now. And if, if, and if you're feeling overwhelmed, just remember this. The Lord is going to fight for you. Yes. The Lord is, is going to fight your, your battles, just like in Exodus 14, 14. You know, they, the Jews were trapped by the Red Sea. Uh, Pharaoh's army was coming, and... and Moses was given the message, just tell him, uh, just tell him to, be, to be quiet, because I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to fight for you. This is the God we serve. It truly is the God we serve. So you've got to look up De- Deuteronomy 21 through 4. Um, as we end, Rob, why don't you read um, Zephaniah 3.17? Oh, I love this. This, this is, this is our end of this half hour. This is beautiful. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. That's the God who loves you. He's, he's excited to love you. Isn't that amazing? Yes, and he's the God who gives you your power, your protection, and your provision. You don't need to be afraid of any of this. This is a reality of truth, but our hope is in our relationship with Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Rob Palazunski of ATPMinistry.com. Hey, ladies, men. You gotta look at this. Anyone within our listening uh, view, you've got to go to that website and follow this, and know that there's hope in Jesus Christ, and God is fulfilling every part of the word He ever said, every promise He will fulfill, and He will take His own in the rapture, and we will rule and reign with Him when He returns. Thank you, Rob, so much. Amen. Hey, I can't wait to see what happens in two weeks. You're going to bring us. Hey, it's time for us to step aside for a break. And when I come back, it's going to be Dominic Zaccarelli. And I'm telling you, this man went on a a road trip and came back a changed man just from riding on the back of a tandem bike. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. 
you've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Email lindapenn at todayslivinghope.com or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. Empowering you to minister to your world. Here's Today's Living Hope. Back. We are so glad that you are with us. It's been a, wow, a packful two hours here. And, um, my next guest is Dominic Zeccaroli, and I always love having him on because you know what? He's so exciting about what happens in his life and, uh, and how God just really uh, carries him, takes care of him, and shows him so many beautiful things. Um, as you know, Rob, um, Dominic's te- testimony, he is blind. He's been blind for about seven, seven and a half years. And yet I'm, I'm telling you, Dominic, this hasn't slowed you down. You do the planes, you, you, you do everything. And you've got to tell um, our listeners now, what did God teach you when you took this road trip and, and decided to go on this tandem bike ride? What did God reveal to you? Well, the awesome thing is that I got a chance, which is really amazing to spend uh, a week with my um, three other brothers uh, in an RV. My brother had traveled across uh, country with his wife, and uh, they were gone from their home for about you know weeks, and she needed to get back to the dogs, and so he kind of a couple weeks earlier uh, called me, and I called my other brother, and my other brother, we, we all decided to go to Fort Lauderdale and meet him there and decided to drive up because he wanted to spend a little time uh, with my 94-year-old mom. So on that journey, um, we went from Fort Lauderdale to uh, Hilton Head Island. There was an RV park there, and uh, like a resort area. And uh, he decides as we're there, he's got two bikes with him that him and his wife usually ride, but it's two of my other brothers. And he says, I'm ordering a tandem. And I'm going, he's ordering a tandem. I go, like, who's going on that tandem? <laughs> he goes, you are. <laughs> so he orders the tandem and, uh, you know, without, we, I don't know, sometimes I wonder, without hesitation, I, I get on it. And uh, the journey began. And I guess, uh, you know, what I found out, it's easier, this is for all the listeners out there, it's easier to follow Jesus than to ride on a tandem with your brother for the first time when you're blind. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I found out, really. I saw you post something on Facebook, and I, uh, and he was talking to you. You had a little video going, and I thought, wow, there's Dominic riding on the back of a tandem bike, and the balance and everything, and not being able to see, and you were riding on the beach. with You could hear the ocean. Yeah, so, it was, wow. It was a great experience. So, you know, there's a scripture that it says it's better <laughs> it's it's um it's better to trust God than to have confidence in man. <laughs> so oh, absolutely. So if we think about that, you know, so I get on this tandem bike. So I guess what that was really telling me is I should have put Jesus on the front seat and took my brother off of it. Though, um, you know, I had a relationship obviously with both, and uh, you know, I communicate with both, and I have trust and confidence with both because my brother proved that when I was in the hospital. He he stayed the whole time. He was out there the first day, and he stayed through all my coma and everything and made sure I was well. And then he took me on my first uh, trip uh, to an event. 
So I have a lot of trust and confidence in him, but I, I surely understand the difference between trusting God and having confidence in man because I know that, you know, when you get on, if I get on a, if I, if Jesus is on the front seat of that tandem, he knows exactly where we're going on an island that we have no idea where we're going. And uh, my brother, I'm getting on there and, you know, so it definitely takes a lot longer, uh, you know, when my brother got on. And, you know, obviously, even though he's, you trust and have confidence in my brother, you know, where he's human. So there are some, um, he, he wouldn't mean to hurt me, but along the way, you know, we're just, uh, anything uh, could happen. Well, it kind of sounds to me like you had to have trust in God to be on the back of the tandem bike to be with your brother. <laughs> well, well, yeah, pro- you know, I was thinking about that today. I probably, without my faith and what I've gone mm-hmm. through with the Lord, I probably would have decided not to do that. But I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's called, yeah, I got that blind faith. Uh, so that's, uh, we get on the bike and, um, you know, so there's a couple things, you know, in relationship, obviously, you know, you have to, when you got on that bike, I had a communicate and that's what we need to do with jesus you need to um you know you need to uh, obviously develop that relationship to make it intimate i had that with my brother but in life you really it's the same thing you know you really need to do that with the lord because you know just for what that scripture said it's better you know right to trust uh, god and you know you need to um just have the trust and confidence and realize that um that's a process and just like any relationship is just like all the years it took me to have that confidence and trust in my brother uh, to do anything in life. I want to ask you a question because that's, I think that's pretty significant that, you know, you, you cannot see from your heart attack and you've been blind for seven, seven and a half years. You're on this tandem bike and you're talking about trusting your brother. You've given us examples and trusting God. What were you feeling at that time or what was going through your head at the time? Um, connecting the dots with God, what just kind of... Give us, you know, because a lot of things had to be going through your head. I know you could feel the breeze. Just tell, describe that and how you began even thinking about connecting it, this trip and what happened to you with God. Well, I mean, when I first started, um, you know, knowing my brother, I mean, my brother Rich, I mean, he, he's awesome and he really loves me and everything. But, you know, I know that he can get distracted. I've been with him just walking with him. You know, he gets on the phone. I've been with him where he's left me in an elevator. He's left me in a, <laughs> He's left me in a restaurant, so I'm thinking, okay. So as much, but I, so I'm, 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 I'm trying to communicate with them as much as I can, because I want no surprises, because mm. there could be surprises. You know, with, with the Lord, you know, there's going to be no surprises. If, if you're going to get on a, you know, if you're connected, you know, so get, when God's in the driver's seat, right? God's mm-hmm. in the driver's seat, and He wants a partner with us, and you know, so, and we're connected, so. If you can picture that, and I, and I think it's real important to really picture that in your mind, that when you're going through life, picture yourself on a tandem bike with God. And really, you could really be blind, and it won't matter, because he's not He's going to take you where it's going to be best for you. Well, you know? I, I kind of think <laughs> when, um, if you want God to go on a tandem bike, we would usually think we would be in the in the front seat starting off, and we'd have God in the back. Because we're the one that have to be actually riding the tandem, and what you're saying is God really wants to be in the front seat. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think you know the bottom line is, and you know, as we go through this, you know, when we decide to follow Jesus, right, there's some things that we have to do, right? We develop that relationship, we communicate, we develop the trust and confidence, and knowing that, you know, he's he needs to be in the driver's seat. Now, um, think about. You know, and also he, he equips us because when we decide to follow Jesus, he gives us the power of the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. So 
uh, he wants us to do our part. So he all, he equips us to do our part. So when I'm pedaling in the back, I'm the power in the back. Like we're doing this life together. It isn't like <laughs> put your put your hands on the uh, you know put your feet up and let him take you for a ride. No, he, ex- he expects us to participate. Well, you, you know? have to pedal too. Exactly. You know, I mean, yes, you have to. It's kind of like the sovereign hand to God and the responsibility of man because. The revelation of lifestyle obedience and walking that out to build our faith is cooperation with God. True. Exactly. I mean, there's exactly and and to be there, I, it's just a great visual for me saying, "Wow, like I can see that now." Like, I, it's it it gave me a whole better picture of that connection. You know, even mm-hmm. doing this with my brother. Yeah, you you really gotta um, you get on that bike and realize God is there. You know, you, you have no concerns. Just get on there. You could put a blindfold on and don't worry about it. It's he's he's gonna take you there. Now I don't know if you want to put a blindfold on and get on a bike with a stranger that you don't know because you don't know where he's gonna take you. But with God, mm. you know, the more you um, you know the more you pursue him and the, you know and perceive him and uh, with persistence, you know you'll pers- you know you possess. You know those those characteristics and the, all the trust and the confidence and everything you know that, um, you know wherever he wants to go, it's going to be a great great destination. You know, so that's uh, that was part of it. And then we start to, uh, but along the journey, you know. Well, first, do you have um? Uh, I, I mentioned something about John 15. I don't know if you had pulled it up or if not. Uh, I can, I can um, give me a few minutes. Do you mind tell me where exactly in John 15 you yeah, want me to read? Yeah, just the first six. Uh, maybe okay, the first well, six verses. talk here a few minutes, and yeah. I certainly will bring it up. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, John 15, it says that, you know, God is the vine dresser, Jesus is the vine, and we're the branches. So we are connected, and it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. When I first heard that, I was so excited to realize I was connected. And it says if we abide in him, you know, if we communicate, if we're spending time with him, that will bear much fruit. Abiding, come alongside, letting him um, be in our lives, the two, the two coming together, you as a flesh and the abiding um, word of God and um, that is so very very true and my phone is not helping it's me like, okay that's no okay. no no I'm going to bring it up because I think it's very <laughs> important that we that we read it and, and it, as you read that it goes on to share that apart from me it says you could do nothing see when you're abiding in the Lord there is no surprises you know you could be with somebody else and they're human and and, and along the journey you know no matter what there there definitely could be some surprises that's why you constantly i'm constantly communicating with my brother on the trip and i'll share you with in a second some of the things that happened but think about this for a minute it says the bible says apart from me you could do nothing jesus saying apart from him you could do nothing so think about this think of you're on the tandem bike you're stopped and all of a sudden jesus gets off the bike or, or you tell them, you know, I don't need you anymore. Why don't you get off the bike? Where, where are you going on the back of a tandem bike blind? Or where are you going on the back of a bike? Even if you can see, you're not, you're not going anywhere because, you know, the, the handles are up front, right? So picture that in your life and you'll say, wow, I'm never getting off that. I'm never telling Jesus. I'm never moving away from him, right? <laughs> I love some of the things it says in the <laughs> scripture because it does say, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will um, 
it will bear even more. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Even as you rode this tandem bike down the road, you had to work as a team. You had to abide. And there was something else in here. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask, oh, I love this, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's all, that. I, that's one of my favorite um, mm. areas of the Bible the whole time because once I knew I was connected, I just gave me freedom. You know, the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is our freedom. You, I felt so much freedom. So for me, you know, so get on that tandem bike with God. He, you're connected. Trust wherever he's taking you is going to be better than wherever you would have went on yourself. You're going to get there a lot quicker, <laughs> you know, with him in the driver's seat. And uh, there will be no surprises. So on this journey with my brother, you know, as you know, as if when you're with God, you know, he's, you know, you're, you're hearing a lot of, um, I'm hearing a lot of noise. I'm hearing a lot of people. I'm hearing a lot of cars. Mm. Um, I'm on a path. We're in a, um, in this area, this island. I mean, there's, a, there's, you're, you're kind of, there's a ton of a- activity going on. And I am, as I'm doing this, I'm just like, my mind is starting to think, I, I hope he lets me know when to stop, when we're going to a street, you know, because, you know, because you're hearing all this, but God, you know, when there's just, and isn't that like with life, like as we get on the, uh, you know, we get on this connection with Jesus and we're on this tandem with Jesus, there is a lot of life. There is a lot of voices trying to get your attention. There is a lot, you know, whether it's the news or people or negativity or people yelling and go this way, come that way. And then all the, you know, what you got to do is keep communicating with Jesus, keep talking to him. So what I would do is to keep myself away from all the distractions. I would just keep talking to my brother and, you know, um, hopefully he was talking back to me. <laughs> and so I felt a lot more focused and a lot more comfortable because, you know, along the journey too, you know, when you were God, there's times where he'll tell you to stop. Yes. Right? Yes. And he's telling you to stop because he's preventing you from danger. And then there's times where he say, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, because he wants you to get to a place where you can be a blessing. So as I'm driving with my brother, you know, there are times where we were stopping, you know, in intersections. And there were a few times with him, though, that he forgot to tell me we're stopping. You know, so I'm like, you know, it's like. <laughs> Like what? That's just like it, you just don't know what's going on. And speaking then speaking of stopping, <laughs> we're going to step aside for our endorsing sponsors, and there's a lot more that I know Dominic is going to share with us because just it's a beautiful analogy of who God is, how we need to be in relationship with Him. I am so thankful you took this bike ride. Yeah, I really am. Hey, too. we're going to step aside, and for our endorsing sponsors, when we get back, we're going to continue the story, and what we're also going to continue is all the beautiful things that God showed Dominic through this time that you can hold on to as you now are writing through your life. We'll be right back. Did you know that God designed the body to heal and function on its own? 
Hi, I'm Jimmy, founder and owner of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness here in Western New York. We teach our patients how to thrive holistically with natural therapies and whole food supplements. If you've been suffering with health problems, it's time for a natural approach. You have the power to take control of your health. To schedule an appointment with a Synergy team member, please call us at 716-264-4248. You can also check us out online at 716synergy.com. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. Feel like you're over your head with everyday life? You've come to the right place. It's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. You know what? Our programs are different every week, and our our reality of the truth of that is we do want to share hope by the topics, whether it's um, mind, body, soul, or spirit, um, spiritual, where it's a, a certain subject, or even some things that are a little edgy for us to understand through the truth of the Word of God. Dominic Zeccarelli is with us with Total breakthrough and um, I just love all the analogies and what God is teaching you because it would it would have been a little uneasy to be on a tandem bike for the first time uh, for someone who can see for you riding in the back for someone who can't see um, what do you do um, and what did God show you because you said there was noise and everything around and all of this and keeping your attention and your focus and everything what did you do about your fear or what you were afraid of while you were on there? Uh, and, and relate that to how God shows you. Because we do have times in our rides of life that there are struggles and things, too. Well, I, I think along this journey, I mean, there were times where fear did creep up. Like like when I was at, you know, like you, you stopped all of a sudden. And then, well, one of my fears was I decided I got to communicate more so that doesn't happen again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think what it does is it tell you is, you know, perfect love casts out fear, right? So what that <laughs> means to me is like perfect love. God is love, right? So in, in life, the way you deal with it is like if you're in fear and God is perfect love, God one time I remember telling me at night, saturate, <clears throat> saturate uh, me, you know, with his love. And that'll cast out the fear. And I got the God's perfect love cast out fear. So mm-hmm. I, I I would suggest that, you know, for me, I just, I in, in terms of because I was with my brother. Well, first of all, I, I'm praying. And second <laughs> of all, I'm communicating with my brother because then there's times where you're, he'll go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he's like in this like hearing voice, like whatever. And I'm like, well, where am I going? And, you know, I'm trying to pedal faster. And I don't, I don't know if I'm crossing the street, where he's taking me. And so that communication became what I realized after a while became very, very important. I go, wait a minute, you got to let me know where I'm going. You know, with God, with God, you know, wherever he's going, he's not going to put you in danger. <laughs> but when you're with a person, you just don't know. So, so God, but God sometimes will tell you to stop and pick up the pace because there's, you know, he's saving you from, you know, if it's stopping, it might be, there might be something up ahead or you're not ready to move forward. If you're, if you're, He's telling you to pick up the pace. It might be because he wants you to get to a place where you can bless somebody or, you know, he's just um, or, or he's also preventing you from being in danger because if you stay where you are, you're going to get crushed. So, um, you know, those are uh, feelings that I had uh, with fear. And uh, but I just realized that I just had to keep communicating like we do with God. And as we're now as we're, we're going along, um, 
we're, we're coming uh, toward, somebody tells us we can go toward the ocean. So my brother decides to, um, as we're going, um, and, you know, with God, you know, he'll, okay, well, I'm going to take you to a place. It's going to be an awesome place. But sometimes when you're going somewhere, um, you know, as we're going, my, um, my brother's telling me to, you know, pedal harder. Because what, what we were going to get in front of was um, sand we can have the bike on, uh, you know, uh, ride the bike on. But before that, it was a little thicker, so you, it was really going to be hard to get through. But I didn't even know where we were going. So all I know is he goes, pedal harder, pedal harder. But I had been, this is the first time I was on a bike in years. Um, my legs were starting to kill me, my shins. I was um, starting to get in pain. It was harder for me to pedal harder. But, and I, I realized that as we did, we actually fell into the sand right there. And, but I, I thought about that in life. I go, you know, sometimes in life there's, there's place where he wants to take you. And along the journey, there's going to be some pain because he's developing you. He's mm. molding you, you know. Yes. I think I saw a post that you put up, you know, about the grapes. You can make it crushed and the seed has to open and you know all those things right where you know you're in a wine press and so in times when you're going through your pain you know you could stop with the pain or you because um some secular things you know it's a no game without pain uh, no victory without a struggle so god will use the struggle you know you got to push through that struggle because on the other side of it was this smooth sand when I got up? I had to get uh -huh. up again and say, "I'm going to continue to go. I got to trust. I got to. I got to keep going and go through this pain." But when I got on that smooth sand, where he took us was right near the ocean. We were we were feet away from the ocean, and I'm hearing the crushing waves, and I'm 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 just. It was like I was in awe, but I could have decided to stop when we fell over. <laughs> But we got up, and sometimes in life, that's what you have to understand. You know, if God's in the driver's seat and he's telling you to go here, along the way, it's not just going to be easy. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, you know, do not think it's strange the fiery trial which you're about mm -hmm. to overtake, though some strange things happen to you. Like, we all go through struggle. We all go through sometimes suffering. But it's, it's to, it molds us, and it, it's, you know, it's all for Christ. And he's, he's, he wants us to go through this. He wants to develop us. He wants to develop our all things. But once we get to the other side, all I knew is it was so, I was so at peace. You know, at the, part, at the other end of the part of that verse, it says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. And so even from those struggles or even when you fall over, you're saying count it all joy because God is your protector and your provider. And you have um, you have decided not to live in fear, haven't you, Dominic? Well, he, here's the other thing. I haven't. Uh, I'll tell you, I was just thinking of this now. When I got back up, remember, as Christians, we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. So with God, we're a team. He gives us everything we need. Even though he's directing us and he's in the driver's seat, he's given us everything we need. So when I got up and started pedaling again, you know, it says God's power is made perfect in our weakness. So you get this inner strength to keep going. You get this, you know, something above and beyond what you can do without God. And you just, you just say, I'm doing it because, you know, it's God, you know. And I think I've learned that. So when I was there, even with my brother, I said, I am going to, persist through this and there was something great on the other side which was that great ride along the ocean 
which even though I couldn't see it, I really felt like I did see it. I heard it and I felt it. It was so beautiful. Mm. So you're saying you're saying too, uh, God turns our fear into purpose. Yes. And that his power is made perfect in our weakness. Yes. So it doesn't matter what um, we're going through today or tomorrow. His truths are real. His promises are you can take them to the bank because all the promises in the Bible are for us to live and to live in and through. And uh, what a great word today, Dominic, for our listeners out there, no matter where they are, what's happening to them, no matter what our world is doing. Right. You know, and what is happening around us. There's something I'm thinking about right now is that, you know, you a lot of times you hear people like like they don't really have a relationship with God. And they'll say, where was God? Where was God? And I I always share with you, if you ever have that thought, you have to invite him on the bike. Uh Aha. You have to invite him on the bike because because you can't ask him where he is if you never invited him to take a ride with you. You know, and and so because he (laughs) it's just like. He's always there. He's right there. He's just waiting for the invitation to take the ride with you. And, uh, you know, and he gives you the power of the Holy Spirit to, you know, w- w- um, you know, to endure. Like when he left, he said, I'm going to give you the power. When he left <laughs> Jesus, and he said, I'm going to give you the promise of the Holy Spirit, and you'll do greater things than I. I mean, he's equipping us to partner up with him. And then, but he expects us to, like, you know, he expects us to do our part, to pedal. And uh, sometimes pedal harder, pedal harder, and because there are times he's told me in my life, like I know you're asking me to do it, but you need to do it. You say to the mountain, "Be removed and cast from the sea." He goes, "I, you're my child. You could do it." Uh, that <laughs> is, that is beautiful. And in order to have that power, um, we have to have the Holy Spirit within us. So we have to realize that we call upon Him and realize that we have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and we need His help. And we say, Lord, please forgive me my sins and come into my heart and my life. And immediately, immediately from the time you ask and you choose to believe through the forgiveness of the sins, he enters in and it says in Ephesians, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit to then walk and to be whatever Christ wants you to be. Um, Dominic, we have about a half a minute, maybe a minute. We have one minute. Tell us a little bit about Total Breakthrough and totalbreakthrough.org well, website. I just want to share this last thing, and I'll, um, that I also got a flat tire, and I wanted to stop, but they mm-hmm. brought, I, I didn't want to go any further because you know, it scared me, but they brought a, they equipped me with a new tire to keep going, and in life, that's the same thing, you know, when I, uh-huh. God will do the same thing for you when you, when you get a delay, he equips you to keep moving forward. I just wanted to share. Oh, with that! <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you did. I had no idea you had a flat tire. But so, so anyways, total breakthrough. It's awesome. You know, we have a prayer ministry. You can go to totalbreakthrough.org. Um, we'd love for you to fill out uh, a prayer request on there. We will, uh, if you leave an email address or a phone number, we'll get back with you and make sure that we partner up with you. And uh, that's what we're to do. You know, uh, we're. What I've learned is, you know. God passes a baton to us so we can go out and bless other people. So that's... Amen. Amen. Totalbreakthrough.org. What a great word today, Dominic, as we close our program at the top of the hour, 3 o'clock, today's Living Hope with my guest Dominic Zaccaroli and Total Breakthrough. Hey, we'll see you next week.
preceding program has been furnished by Today's Living Hope.